Hello and welcome to Psychological Safety in Teams podcast series with me, your host, Sheila Wary, in which we hear insights and tips from leaders on how they and the teams they're a part of are creating a psychologically safe and high-performing environment. It is my aim to illuminate ways for you to increase your own levels of psychological safety in teams and how you can set up the conditions for others to do the same. I hope you enjoy the discussions. Hello and welcome. I'm delighted to have with me today Dagmar Strohmeyer, Head of Legal of a regional Pacific team with over 20 years experience in top tier law firms and in-house legal in multinational companies in the FNCG and hygiene space. For the past 13 years, Dagmar has been advising C-suite executives in Australia, Asia Pacific and internationally, dealing with complex commercial corporate law aspects of large companies, being part of leadership teams, as well as building and leading commercially minded high performing legal teams. Dagmar's highest value is to lead a balanced life, to be her best self each day through growth and continuous improvement. In her personal time, she's dedicated a lot of time to personal development. She's a big fan of Tony Robbins' work and spiritual development and continuously comes back to the living in the now and aspiring to connect with her true essence in order to lead from that place. And having known Dagmar for well over a decade, I've seen her live this practice and I'm delighted to hear her thoughts on this topic we're covering today. Dagmar, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, Sheila. Very pleased to to have been invited. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And Dagmar, you are aware that I have uh, recorded series one of Psychological Safety in Teams. And really the focus of that was on psychological safety in teams and how to cultivate it. In this series, series two, we're now focusing our attention on how to maintain the emphasis on accountability for results, for high performance, while not losing sight of that cultivation of psychological safety. And so with that in mind, um, I'd love to hear from you on how you go about approaching that. It's a really important question. Um, so I, it was a very great series, the first one on um, psychological safety. And obviously it's very important to continuously to maintain psychological safety. And I, I just want to briefly elaborate on it's for me, it's a dynamic process. So psychological safety is not something, you know, you create in your team and you tick the box and it's basically it's there um it is something that requires constant attention and focus um it's basically you know it's like any relationship if you don't focus on it 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 dies so you have to keep nurturing that and and go back to that base so so the important thing then to to bring in that accountability piece is i found how have you set up this psychological safety environment that it's not something that is, you know, like often too, too just friendly, low boundaries, um, low incentive, low standards, 
um, low, yeah, just just that it becomes this more of a lazy and safe environment where people feel it, it's okay. I can come back to my manager or boss with any type of work. Um, I feel very safe. So that's the that's the psychological safety environment. I think every leader has to be careful not to create either, because when you look at the I guess final outcome we want to achieve and 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 talk about is to have high performance teams. So I think to 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 set the psychological safety environment up in a in a really dynamic way with a bit of tension, good boundaries. Is then key and keep 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 working on that. It's an ongoing process to then step into. Okay, we need accountability, and basically every team member needs to take ownership for their work. But also as a team, we need to take ownership for that work. And I guess back to your question: How do you create that? Obviously, it needs to be very clear, agreed goals and outcomes. So for me, I look at, I'm on the leadership team in my situation. I know what the company's leadership team or managing director and so on, what are their goals? What do they need to, what do they need to meet and tick to basically be considered good leaders, performers towards their bosses? So that's kind of my, my vision. But how do I get now buy-in from my team and that is key, I guess, because they're not as closely related to to the ultimate, you know, leadership team of the company. And what I generally do is to get the engagement and buy-in, which is a key piece for accountability, to achieve that standard. Because accountability on its own is like you could say someone does their work, comes back, it's not been done properly, but they say, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'll do it again. So that is kind of, you know, some type of accountability, but not really what we're looking for. I'm looking for. So I need to get buy-in. I need to get a high standard. Buy-in, usually I do achieve or try to achieve by creating a vision, a team vision, having a mission statement. I do have, you know, away days with the team to really to, to make them part of creating this and then buying into, yes, this is our vision. This is our purpose. This is also what good or great, actually, what great looks like. And to really, to really have the team get excited about it um, because this is like a teamwork. It's not my, 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 my work I'm imposing on the team. So it's kind of this buying piece is really important. And and I think also you really need to be a certain leader as in, you know, to be a role model, to lead by example in terms of the standard. So people see there's a high standard and to be your best self. And that comes back to, I guess, that inner presence you need to bring in to do all this work with your team. If you haven't done the work yourself, um, you know, it's like how you do anything, you do everything. And I'm a big believer in that. So if I'm not my best self every day, I cannot request or ask my team or expect from my team or any members to to do that. So this comes basically and you have to inspire as well. You have to be an inspiration to the team. And probably one of the one of the kind of 
um, aspects that are very important and often leaders then who don't bring that in, they lead by authority and not by, you know, by example. Fantastic. I mean, there's so many pieces there that I, I'd love to just kind of play back. I loved the lazy and safe versus accountable and safe, so to speak, and to be really clear that you're setting good boundaries in order to achieve that. And then looking at the idea of collective team accountability. And you talked about uh, something that I that I spend a lot of time doing in the in my approach. So it really stood out for me. The idea of how do I ensure that my team's plan or the buy-in piece is really aligned with the leadership goals and working with the team to co-create that so that they have the buy-in and that they understand what part each of them plays in that that then funnels back up to what the leadership team is trying to create. So so that's fantastic. Uh, The other piece that stood out for me was the piece around inspiring the team. And I'm interested in you've talked about being your best self, which I would imagine is part of that because how you show up with the team would be so congruent. And that, in my mind, would be uh, inspirational. But I'm curious about anything else that you do in particular to bring that sort of inspiration to the team. I mean, I I personally... And maybe I've bored team members sometimes to death, but I actually now that I've, I've changed companies and I only started with a new company in January this year. And it's interesting now that I've left team members from my old company still, you know, text me and say, you were, you know, I actually now more honest and what they really appreciated and is actually that you know there have been comments one team member actually left and has become general counsel now somewhere else and that they actually did come back to the you have made us or one in, in in particular you made me believe that i can do it you know like that empowerment um to say you can step up these are the things you need to do so so really i guess work with each each member and see where they are where they are and and often i have i bring in a um you know i do bring in like from a tony robbins from my for my personal development and spiritual developments i do bring in certain snippets or some quotes or you know just to because i do believe i i don't think it's you can separate to be an authentic leader you can separate you know like your your life areas like i think it's kind of all interconnected and so yeah i've 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 shared a lot of my personal development experiences and i've really made them feel a really valued team member you've just been listening to the second series of psychological safety in teams podcast with me your host sheeda worry If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do go over to my website, eiexecutive.com.au, and there you will find the episodes from both series one and two. Thanks for listening. I wish you all the best.